0: Hello listeners, as an enhancement to your listening experience, I am now going to present these archive episodes unedited in their entirety, which includes all of my afterthoughts. So, continue listening after the outro music if you want to hear what I thought of the episode. And, if you are enjoying the podcast, please support it by going to the homepage spacerockethistory.com and clicking on the orange Donate button or the Patreon link. And now I can also accept Zelle and Venmo. Just use my email address, spacerockethistory at gmail.com. Thanks. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard.
1: you John Glenn. Roger, zero
2: G, and I feel fine. I feel Okay, I'm not. How does it feel for the United States to be the new record holder? At last, huh? When that baby light, there's no doubt about it. Liftoff, We have a lift off. 32 minutes past the hour. Lift off on Apollo 11. Houston, uh, quality Base here. The Eagle has landed. That's one small step for man.
0: Hello and welcome. This is Michael Annis and you're listening to episode 251 of the Space Rocket History Podcast. And now, Apollo 12, Moonwalk 2, Part 2, Bench and Sharp Craters. We ended last week during the second moonwalk with the astronauts finishing up at Head Crater and continuing on their circular traverse to Bench Crater. At this point, Conrad wanted to inform Houston how well the Traverse map was working. He radioed, quote, By the way, this is the smartest idea we've come up with. This map just works great out here, end quote. Okay, now where's the map? Uh, I got the map right here. Let you
2: take a look at this. By the way, this is the smartest idea we came up with, Houston. This map just works great out here. Okay, let me take a picture of this rock.
0: And the map did work great for Conrad. But most of the time, Bean didn't have the foggiest idea where he was. From the surface, really big craters like Head and Bench looked nothing like the big circular bowls on the map. Bean tried to navigate a few times on his own and gave up. It was beyond him how Conrad, running ahead of him, managed to study the map even as he bounded along. And speaking of bounding along, during the first moonwalk, Bean had found that running on the moon was an experience all its own. He watched as Conrad skipped like a little boy and laughed with delight, saying, Whee! up one crater and over another. Now Bean believed he had discovered a better way. He told Conrad to bend and rock from side to side as he ran. It wasn't really a run, it was more of a lope, pushing off with one foot, shifting your weight and landing on the other foot. Each stepped, launch, being above the surface for long seconds, but he wondered whether he would land on a rock or in a pothole. So to avoid this, he tried sticking his foot out to one side. However, when he landed and pushed off again, his uneven stance set him slowly rotating, giving him a new problem to deal with. Bean soon learned to anticipate each new step while he was still airborne, shifting his weight as he landed and immediately pushing off, setting up a rhythm, as if he were bounding across a rocky stream. It felt strange, and it was demanding. He could not take his eyes off the ground very often, but that only made it more fun, and the moon afforded him a luxury unknown to any runner on Earth, a chance to relax in the midst of each step. It seemed, to Bean's amazement, that he would never get tired. Finally, the astronauts got moving toward Bench Crater, Along the way, they stopped at Triple Craters to take some pictures, but Houston wanted them to hurry along to Bench Crater. All right, we're
2: going to hit for... It's really a shame, Houston. We could could work out here for eight or nine hours. The work is no strain at all. I took three quick pictures of triple craters, Houston.
0: While Conrad led the way, Bean scanned the ground for something interesting. It wasn't easy to do field geology at full gallop and on the moon. And actually, it wasn't much easier standing still. Everything was so dust-covered that only the most subtle variations in texture were visible. Even the rocks looked almost alike, until Bean held one right up to his faceplate. Then he could see hints of what lay beneath the dusty coating. The green glint of olivine crystals or a chunky white grain of feldspar. Bean could see tiny pits actually craters made by micrometeorites, peppering the sides of the rock. And he was telling Houston all about it when Conrad cut him off, saying, Hey Al, quit baloneying and give me a hand. One of the interesting things about this
2: side of the mountain, I mean this side of the crater, uh, is that these boulders aren't uniformly distributed around. They all seem to be over here on the western side. If you look over the eastern side or the north or south and you see some, but there's quite a, a bit more over here on the west for some reason. If that could go out, some idea is quite in the help me. Okay.
0: But being understood, the geologists were going to have the rest of their lives to study these rocks. Why waste time talking about them? And in the back of his mind, Conrad was thinking, got to get around the circle. The spindly white probe surveyor in Conrad's mine was the finish line, and it was waiting for them. Finally, they made it to Bench Crater, and it looked like they found bedrock there. Also, the walls on Bench Crater were noticeably steeper than those in Surveyor Crater and in Head Crater. Here are some of the highlights of the Bench Crater exploration and sampling.
2: Okay, Houston, I'm coming up on Bench Crater right now. i left off and left out. And I get to a pan in Bench Crater. This looks like a very interesting crater. It's different. Oh, and I see some really different rocks. A big one. Hey, that looks like dead rock. B, what a crater. Ow. Oh, boy. Wow, look at, come on over here. I'm coming. Got to get some of this. Let me get some paint in there. Sounds interesting, Al. And beat sounds as though you're getting down to bedrock. Is that a firm? Yeah, they've got to be bedrock in this one at the bottom. As a matter of fact, those well, there's some big fragments it's in It looks to me like stuff is melted in the bottom of it. I can't swear that, but I'll get you some pictures right now. Okay, let me go around the other little bit here. Gets a good pan. Yeah, this rock looks pretty much the same from a distance, Houston. Yeah, this uh, all kicked down of this crater. but just uh you yeah. guys aren't all here. What a fantastic sight. Al, look at the bottom of that crater? Hey, okay, look at that. You see that stuff melted or what? look like to you? Well, it looks to me, those rocks, look what it looks to me like is we've got one of those central, little bitty central peaks, you know, a little rebound there like But don't they look melted on the top? They look like they've been, they were both, they're not, they're not completely jagged. No, they're not. It's hard to tell. i noticed when I was looking at that rock back there up real close, that it, it's been hit by a meteorite so much, I guess, that it's given it a rounded appearance, something like those in the hole. Except there's a couple over there, like you say, that don't look that way. you got to grab one of these pieces of rye. Hey, here's some good rock samples right here. Come on. Okay, let's get with them right here. I know. Oh, me. I want to cover the ground. Okay. I'm uh, going you got it all day long in the LRL. The name of the game is to get the business done. Okay. One potato. Okay, there's another one. I get, baby, that rock looks a little different. Okay. Uh, don't think, I don't think, I do it's going to sit us. on the rims here you get that light gray out of the... Oh, there's the reef stuff. Hey, that's interesting. What do you suppose that is? Hey, we can't... Here's something interesting, Houston. I hey, do what looks like a surface going... What we've got is what looks like a, kind of a semi-buried rock. Hey, and there's a small piece of it over there at the left. See if Pete will be able to catch it and put it in the bag. See yeah. that up there? Yeah. What it looks like is a uh, buried rock, not unlike the others around here. Except it appears to have some sort of coating on it. It's very uh, iridescent. A lot of crystal shining in it. I'll tell you what's happened. It has it, been laying in the ground and grabbing. it's been hit by another frag. Think so? Yeah, look at the glass beads too. But they're all over the place. I know. Okay, you wanna want catch that over there? No, okay, let me get the let me get the sample of it. Okay. Sure. Going. sample bag seven L. Copy, uh seven. And would you go ahead and give us some uh, picture numbers also? Okay. i give Just, uh, just picking up, a small piece of this rock. Maybe you can get a piece of this butcher right off the middle. That's what I wanted to do. Okay. Get out of your way. so You can see it. Let me hand to the scoop. There it is, Right there. Okay. What we're putting in here now, Houston, is some soil that's right next to the... Uh, rock that we previously described. In fact, Pete's got a nice fragment of that rock that's going to end up in this bag, too. Oh, that's that one. That's beauty. That thing is barely a week. It fracture's right off. <laughs> 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 you got to get some control though, okay, there you're overpowered. It's one second G up here, Houston. You lift something up and it's stupid. It's, when you stop the scoop, it just keeps going up in the air. Oh, it. You can do it the other
0: <laughs> After finishing up at Bench Crater, it was time to move on to Sharp Crater.
2: Okay, Pete, what's your next
1: pleasure? I don't know. No. What do you think, Houston? Over to You're looking in good shape. Uh, you can press on along the traverse over to uh, Sharp Crater. Okay.
2: Hey, why don't you take it? Well, you already got a snapshot of this, didn't you, Pete?
1: Wait, wait, wait. Sharp crater. It's funny. I can't locate it. Pete, from your present position, that's about uh 400 feet southwest.
2: Nice one, 400 feet south. Yeah, well, it's got to be of that hill right there. About right there? Right here. Okay. Let's try 400 feet southwest. All right, now we want to get the core tube and the gas sample and uh, a bunch of good
1: things, right, Houston? That's affirmative, uh, Pete. Pete. All those good things at, uh, Sharpcord.
2: Got to find it first. Okay, Houston. Carb Crater, where are you? Got a pointed Pete? No, I can't find it. Oh, no, i going in about the right direction. There's one right over here to kind of more to your right. The the I'm looking down zero phase, you know, and that's... There it it That's got to be it right there. Hey, I see it. Oh, there's some big fragments out here. Say that again. You got the shovel? I sure do.
0: Good boy. As you heard, Pete and Al were having some difficulties finding Sharp Crater.
2: Well, that's not it either. Why don't we stop here and look at the chart a little bit more closely. Man, does that lamp look small back there. Yeah, I tell you what, I better get a tie anyhow. Look at the chart.
1: Okay. See. Roger, are you going to give us a backside survey at that point, Pete? Yeah. I got a full pan. Dying far out, I might as well. Okay, a full pan over when you get to Sharp. We show your 1 plus 2, 3 into the EVA, and we're looking to leave a Sharp crate around 1 plus 5, 1, so you got uh, lots of time.
2: Gotta find sharp Please, I kind of agree with you. Where is it? I don't know. It should be right here. I got it. I think it's Sharp Crater. That's pretty small. It looks to me to be about thirty meters. Okay, I got it. It's right here in front of me. Okay. Yeah, that's the. So...
0: With Sharp Crater probably found, I now have some highlights. Of its exploration and sampling. This has got to
2: be Sharp Crater, right here. Let's we we'll drive that double core tube in. Uh, all right. Yeah, this got a nice light rim, a light rim on it. In like fact, the rim of this looks pretty much like the area we tipped over on the previous craters. I'm not sure this is Sharp Crater, but it's let's use it anyway because there's the only one out here. I know I can see do something down here.
1: Darndest thing I ever saw. We're estimating uh, diameter of Sharp Crater, Peak for about uh, 40 feet.
2: 40 feet, huh? well this may be it. This is it. That'll be it. has got a nice raised rim on it. Yeah, look at that. That's raised up about, what'd you say, 2 feet? And trouble is, I'm running zero phase. It's like canary. Oh, yeah, look at that. And this is the same color as all that uh, sub-circuit material. It's awful so soft in here, watch it. Holy Christmas! Look at the bottom of that. So you know something, Houston? Hey, Houston. Go ahead, Pete. Like blast effect coming out of it. Looks like it's got blast effect radial all the way around. This has got to be fairly fresh to the to the area. Look at that, Al. Isn't that neat? I, we might get some pictures of that? Okay. I don't know what to set it on, 74, I guess, but not that far away. Boy, the, the rim is softer, isn't it? There is, quite a bit softer than the others. But look at the radial spray pattern. Look at that. I guess I'm supposed to drive a what, double core tube here, sir? i yeah, set that baby up.
1: Look at that, Skip. we got to dig a trench. trench site. Well, we'd like to get the trench site sample there and uh, you can hold off on that double core tube until you get over to Halo Crater. There, how about those
2: right, right there, there. Right there. stream shine, the little ones? No, no, move over this way, this way. Up, and there's that right there. No. and that's a neat, oh, that's glass. Look at that, right next to it. Yeah, yeah, one of the time. Make a good sample for him. And that piece right next to it there. Okay. Just how far away from the lamp?
1: Stand by. Uh, that's
2: tricky. Hey, we need some more, Pete. Give me a bigger rock. There's not enough in there to do anything. Hey, come on. I'm getting tired of picking up those little things. There's nothing in there. I can't Where's my stupid tool? There it is. Get a big one. There's one right there.
1: Get a big one. Here? This one? Yeah. I don't think that'll fix. Let's try it. No, that won't fit. Pete, now we show you're 1,200 feet from the limb. Okay. Come on, they always a waste of time. There you go. It, Pete, as soon as you finish up there, you can uh, head on back towards the east, towards Halo Crater. Uh, no need to go any further west. Got it, Pete. Yeah,
2: wait, like a minute. Yeah. Ah, I'm with you, Houston. Been... Hey, good show, Pete. Good turning. All right, there you go. But some of my lands clean, relatively speaking, nothing else is. Okay, let me put that up. It up. Here we? Go. Okay, give me one noman and my shovel. Here's your shovel.
1: Head for Halo uh, Crater. Okay, Pete, we'll give you a radar vector on this one. If you'll go over uh, just directly east of Bench Crater, and you can continue on east until you're just about uh, directly opposite the limb. And then a couple more steps ought to take you right to Halo Crater.
0: Pete and Al now departed Sharp Crater and headed for Halo Crater at a rapid pace. Salutations from the Volunteer State. This is Michael Annis, your host, and I wanted to say thanks for listening to episode 251 of the Space Rocket History Podcast, entitled Apollo 12, Moonwalk 2, Part 2, Bench and Sharp Craters. I hope you enjoyed this episode. It was a pleasure to bring it to you. I want to give a big shout out to all my longtime listeners. Thanks for staying subscribed and extend a warm welcome to my new listeners. I'm glad you're here. In case you haven't noticed, I have added more episodes to the Archive Podcast. We now have episodes 1 through 60 available on iTunes, Google Play, and all your favorite podcatchers. Just look for the Space Rocket History Archive. I'll try to get some more up next month in May with the goal of catching up with the main podcast RSS feed. Today, we salute the Orion-level donors. There are 24 so far this year. Orion donors contribute $100 or more during the calendar year. Thanks for your continued support, Orion donors. Had a few afterthoughts after this week's episode. First, I want to credit my sources, A Man on the Moon by Andrew Chaikin, Apollo 12 Lunar Surface Journal, and Apollo, an Eyewitness account by Alan Bean. Okay, next week we will continue Moonwalk 2 with Halo and Surveyor craters. I hope you have all seen the traverse map for EVA 2. I posted it on episode 250 and uh, you can find that on my website, spacerockethistory.com. It really is helpful to see in a picture form where the astronauts were walking around this circular traverse I have a better map than that now, and I may try to post that next week. Well, do you think Pete and Al were having a good time? It sure seemed that way to me, laughing and joking away. But Pete was quite a taskmaster with Al, telling him to quit baloneying and to come on, he was wasting time. (laughs) And Al would reply, Okay. (laughs) But Pete was in charge, and he wanted to cover everything. Pete and Al were such good friends, I doubt if it bothered Al at all. Anyway, that sharp crater is hard to find, isn't it? We get, ah, that's it? No, there it is. No, it's right here in front of me. No, that's got to be it over there. (laughs) Do you think they finally found... Sharp Crater, or they just settled on what they thought it was. (laughs) I think they did. I think they found it. Okay, folks, I have posted some pictures and audio for this week's episode on the homepage, SpaceRocketHistory.com. Hope you check that out. I was pleased to receive one new donation and one increase in support for the podcast over the past week. James H. pledged on Patreon well above the Orion level. Thank you for making such a fantastic pledge. James, I certainly do appreciate it. David H. increased his pledge on Patreon to the Mercury level. Our Patreon donors are now at 169, with a goal of reaching 218 for 2018. And our overall donors for 2018 have reached 236, with a goal of reaching 418. For those of you who are enjoying the content provided here, and have not donated yet in 2018, please consider supporting the podcast if you're financially able. Keep in mind, Space Rocket History is entirely listener-funded. I depend upon your financial support to keep the podcast going. To support the podcast, go to the homepage, spacerockethistory.com, click on the orange Donate button, or the Patreon link. All donors are rewarded with their name on the Donors page at the level they choose to donate. For those of you who have already donated for 2018, I certainly appreciate it. I have an item to give away. This week, it is the official Space Rocket History logo vinyl refrigerator magnet. It has the picture of the official SRH logo with the rockets. To select the winner, Mrs. SRH gave every 2018 donor a number. And then she put it in the Google random number generator and she got the number four. Stephen Lebowski. Stephen, if you would email me, mike at com and tell me your address, I will mail this out to you. I was pleased to see the podcast received three new five-star ratings on iTunes over the past week. I want to sincerely thank those people who gave the podcast the all-important five-star rating. Also, if you are enjoying the Archive podcast, I would appreciate it if you would go ahead and give it a five-star rating as well. Thanks to all those who have done so in the past. Okay, that's all I have for this week. I hope to have episode 252 posted by next Thursday. So long for now.